Welcome to Every Believer Confident, hosted by Dr. Mark Farnham, where we explore in seven minutes or less how to effectively share and defend your faith. This is apologetics for the average Christian, with ideas and practical principles that can help you this week as you engage unbelievers with the good news of the gospel. Let's go get some confidence. Welcome back to the Every Believer Confident podcast. This is Mark Farnham, the founder and director of Apologetics for the Church, a local church training ministry to help ordinary Christians gain confidence in sharing and defending their faith with unbelievers. We're talking about how to effectively engage unbelievers in conversation. And the last time we talked about turning conversations towards spiritual topics. Today I want to talk further about asking strategic questions. So once you've turned the conversation towards spiritual matters, you want to continue to ask questions, again, that show genuine interest in that person, but also begin to challenge their unbelief. So if an unbeliever has a religious background, you can ask them something like, so tell me how that affected your beliefs. Or I don't know much about that religion or that denomination. Tell me more about it. And this is a genuine request, as you should be interested in discovering as much as you can about the person, so that when you begin to share the gospel, you know how to target your presentation to the non-Christian's actual beliefs. If the unbeliever has no religious background or has rejected belief in God, you can ask a question such as, so why don't you believe in God? Or what made you lose your faith? Many times Christians are intimidated by atheists, and we certainly should not be. Uh, Many atheists like to be intimidating to Christians. But the atheist, more than anyone else, is suppressing the truth of God and pretending like he doesn't worship anything, when in fact everyone worships. So I will often ask a question like, why don't you believe in God? Because if I jump too quickly to sharing the gospel, I might miss the whole point. For some people, it's because they've suffered a loss in their life and they cannot reconcile a good and loving, all-powerful God with their loss. Many Christians think that the only reason a person might be an atheist is that they've been hurt in the past or even hurt by the church, hurt by Christians. That's not the case at all. Romans 1 is very clear. The fundamental reason a person rejects God and even ultimately becomes an atheist is because they don't want God telling them what to do. They want, don't want to be accountable to God. They don't want to have to live under God's law. So ask the question, what made you lose your faith or why don't you believe in God? And the key here is to listen, to avoid the offense of the gospel burp. We talked about that last time, just blurting out a gospel monologue. We must take the time to listen to unbelievers explain why they don't believe. We must listen to the stories of how they lost their faith. Remember, evangelism and apologetics should flow out of a genuine interest and love for that person. As I talk to unbelievers, I often think, God loves this person as much as he loves me, and God wants this person to be saved as much as he wanted me to know him before I became a believer. So listening and asking follow-up questions demonstrates respect and gentleness and often opens the door for you to challenge their unbelief and present the gospel. Once a non-Christian begins to tell you what he believes, you can begin to ask questions that push below the surface to the reason 
why he believes what he does. And I think this is probably the key to effective conversations with unbelievers. Learning to ask strategic questions that push back a bit, that challenge the unbeliever on their belief system, why they reject Christ. Because I have found that many people have never really thought through why they don't believe or why they believe what they believe. In other words, they cannot give justification or good arguments for their unbelief. So these questions are seemingly safe questions, but they force the unbeliever to justify his belief system. So here, here are some questions. Like if you want to know, Mark, when you talk to an unbeliever, what does it look like? Here's mostly what it sounds like. After I get to know them and the conversation turns to spiritual truth, I'll ask things like, well, why do you believe that? Or what do you base that on? Where did you get that idea? What makes you think that? You'll notice these are just variations on a theme, but I'm pushing back on what they say they believe to try to figure out why. And usually about half the time, after a few questions, people will say, you know, I don't really know why I believe it. It's just what I believe. Other times people will have good reasons or reasons to believe what they believe, and then I can challenge those because I know I keep this in my heart and mind that there is no legitimate challenge that can be raised against the Christian faith. Further, I might ask a question like, what do you mean by that? To clarify what they say. If they say something like Christians are hypocrites or the Bible is corrupt, I'm not going to argue against them. I'm going to ask them, what do you mean by that? I want to reveal their ignorance. I want to reveal uh, their lack of understanding for the reasons that they oppose God before I begin to give answers. Other questions would include something like, can you give me an example of that? Someone says, uh, the Bible's full of errors. I say, can you show me one? In other words, all these questions are designed to do is make them think about the grounds for what they believe. And the truth is many people have not thought too deeply about why they believe what they believe. So the unbeliever's answer to these questions will begin to reveal what he trusts in. For example, if he says, I believe we all just evolved and that fate rules the universe, I'm going to push back and ask, why do you believe that? That kind of statement is nearly impossible to answer directly because it's so vague and involves such complicated ideas as evolution and fate. So rather than seeking to provide an answer to a vague question, I'm going to ask a clarifying question which forces him to explain and justify his beliefs. And I found this to be so effective. We'll talk in the next episode about asking the right kind of questions that encourages conversations to continue and to show that they often leave unbelievers on the defensive regarding what they believe. And that can truly shake their faith when they come to realize that they don't have good reasons for what they believe. I hope this has been helpful, and I hope as you continue to listen that you gain more and more tools that will help you be effective engagers of unbelievers with the gospel of Jesus Christ. For more information on how you can host a practical apologetics conference at your church or to listen to past episodes, please visit apologeticsforthechurch.org.